The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. She's big, she's bold, and she knows everything that's going on in the Jewish state. She is Rolene Marks. How are you doing, Rolene? <laughs> I don't know where the big comes from, but certainly bold. Um, I'm <laughs> big, in, big in personality, right? Big, in, big personality. in personality. I'm very good in you. Very emotional watching uh, the scenes coming in from the uh, the capital. Uh, Capitol Hill in Washington as uh, President Herzog addresses the uh, joint sitting of Congress. Really, really special moment. He's just received what I think will be first of many ovations as he talks about how his heart his soul is overflowing with with pride and with joy as he stands there 75 years into Israel's independence, celebrating that independence. He walked into an ovation. This is uh, the first, I think, of many. He opened his speech by referencing his father, President Chaim Herzog, who was the first Israeli president in 1987 when Israel was 40 years old to address Congress. This is such a momentous day for the state of Israel, for the American people, and just reaffirms that, and it's a word that has been used by President Biden, President um, Herzog, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and all the officials, and that is the word ironclad. And uh, I think another good one word, and very interesting, Rodine, is the word snot club, uh, because that is what happened to the Progressive Caucus. There was a vote brought on the Hill saying Israel, not a racist state, not apartheid state. They used those kind of words specifically because that was what was being pushed by these boycotters. And it, it's went, it went through by like, I don't know what it was, like 300 and something to nine. Uh, so a, a real repudiation of what I was uh, starting to get concerned about the way that uh, they were starting to talk about the American-Israel relationship. Well, well, let's unpack it. First, let's talk about the the vote uh, on the resolution last night. I see some epic whining online by Ilan Omar, by Cory Bush, by uh, Ayanna Presley, and of course Rashida Tlaib, the big old wine fest, by all nine of them who voted against this resolution that reaffirms the friendship between Israel and the United States of America and that uh, unequivocally states that Israel is not a racist and apartheid uh, state and, and talks about the imperative to fight anti-Semitism and xenophobia. So in a vote, I've got the stats in front of me, in a massive vote, of 412 yeas to 9 nays. 12 uh, members of Congress were not uh, present to vote. But yes, how are we going to uh, break the news to the Progressive Caucus? 412 bipartisan be a little bit bigger than 9. It, yeah. it really is uh, incredible. And some of the most repugnant comments I see coming in on social media accusing um, 
the Americans of being in the league with Zionists uh, for Zionist funding. Where have we heard that language before? Absolutely. Now, Ro, closer to home, uh, we are seeing a lot of uh, disruptions. 161 Reserve Air Force officers are refusing to go on duty. There was a medical strike today. So the debate around judicial reform hotting up quite considerably in Israel at the moment. Well, yeah, in fact, in the last couple of hours, we've actually heard from 300 members of the IDF Reserve Medical Corps standing outside military headquarters delivering a, a memorandum to the, the Brigadier General in charge of the Medical Corps, also saying they will not show up for reserve duty. These 161 Reserve uh, Air Force um, officers, including two Brigadier Generals, five Colonels, uh, and we are expecting uh, the field unit reserves also uh, stating quite unequivocally that they will not show up uh, for their reserve duty. Um, this is a, a, a quite a moment in Israel's history, and this follows a two-hour strike by doctors and medical staff uh, around the country, including a number of hospitals like Ichila, Bailinson, Nasuta, Sheba, uh, uh, all across the country, saying we are concerned about these judicial overhauls. We do have attempts coming in from the opposition to try and filibuster the votes on uh, this particular clause. Uh, this is something the coalition wants to kind of uh, push through by the end of next week when they when they break for the summer. But now what is interesting, and, and, and you said that in the opening, is that we have uh, a lot of um, speculation about the relationship between uh, Israel and the United States, uh, a, a lot being reported in the media. And we have uh, another case of Tom Friedman, the uh, journalist for the New York Times, um, writing another op-ed in the New York Times saying that uh, unofficially through President Biden, Biden has spoken to Prime Minister Netanyahu telling him to stop the reforms. Uh, Pre uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu reassuring President Biden in a conversation they had the other night that he will seek broad-based consensus. Uh, now, this is very interesting because, once again, we have uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu telling the president the opposition don't want to go to negotiation. Uh, yes, we're going to look for broad-based consensus, but facing a lot of criticism here in the Hebrew media because he's saying something completely different to his coalition, saying we want to push this resolution through. It's the same example we had where he said to the Wall Street Journal, uh, I will throw out, or I've thrown out the override clause. I know the limitations of what the Israeli public will take. And then being on record in a cabinet meeting, saying to his, his cabinet, I will push uh, through a more diluted version of the override clause. So this is where we have these gray areas. And maybe this is why we are seeing our president addressing Congress today and not the prime minister. Yeah, very, very uh, serious stuff in Israel at the moment, and it uh, will be interesting to keep tabs on where that is going. Relina, slightly 
Well, for some, maybe. Slightly lighter item uh, to sort of end off for today. Uh, some Ukrainians made aliyah, quite a lot of them actually, doubling the amount of aliyah that Israel takes on a normal year. And now it looks like their pets are following them. Well, yes, these are 500 new uh, fluffy or limbs. So we know, uh, so many of us are, are pet owners. We know how important it is to have our pets with us. Uh, as somebody whose cat made Aliyah at the tender age of 15 by herself, the legend that she was, uh, it, it makes the world of difference, and especially when you come from a country that is, that is war-torn, which essentially the Ukraine is. Now, the International um, Embassy or International Fellowship of Christians and Jews made sure that in Israel's rescue attempts to bring Ukrainians to Israel, they included pets as well. So, some statistics, we have 99 flights chartered to bring Ukrainians and their pets, these include Holocaust survivors who we didn't want to uh, be further traumatized by having to leave their pets behind, and 500 pets making Aliyah, including 234 cats, 236 dogs, and at least one chinchilla. Well, there you go. That is quite a number. And, I mean, the, the question is, um, Ronnie, do they get recorded uh, as official Aliyah uh, figures uh, by the Jewish agency? And, and what are the Aliyah benefits if you are a chinchilla in the Jewish state? Uh, well, this is a very good question. I think that uh, you're pretty safe I in the Jewish state as a chinchilla. Uh, a lot of people keep them as pets and, and, and nothing else. But we are a pet-loving nation. So uh, we will ensure that Fido or Fluffy or whatever you choose to call your animal, in my case, Jack, Jackson Brown and White, you are treated as an absolute VIP, and you don't have to uh, deal with all the bureaucracy that the rest of us have to deal with. I have to say, I remember once there was this uh, ANC-connected guy who was going on a trip to Israel, and while he was going, he said, oh, I'm going to take questions about Israel. You can ask me anything you want. Uh, and so people had all sorts of questions about the country and the politics. And at one point, he, someone who was very interested, he said he, he has heard about Ethiopian Jews. Is it true that there's such a thing as Ethiopian Jews? Have you met any? He said, yes, I have definitely met Ethiopian Jews, but not as many as I have cats in Jerusalem. So, uh, you know, uh, animals are a big part of, uh, of, of, of the society. Absolutely. And uh, we are... Uh, and any cat owner can tell you this, we are completely ruled by our cats. Well, yeah, I mean, Rowley, speak for yourself. But anyway, that is Rowley Marks with the Israel Report coming to you from Jerusalem and uh, talking about all the key issues that are going on really quite a lot uh, and quite amazing to see President Herzog talking to Congress and uh, and giving us a proper update on also, what is going on with uh, these protests around the judicial reforms? So it is quite uh, a comprehensive thing. And, of course, Pet Alia, absolutely crucial. I think Rolina has gone and taken my zoo report for today.